Hey, uh, Mario. We've had some conversations about my identity in the past. Well, I've developed a new kink. I'm a furry now. Now put on this cat suit. Bowser like Come here my little furry friend Give me a taste of that pussy cat Oh no Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geek speak has crazy tech. We move up Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day. Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So To Speak Podcast, your source for all things geek. We're talking movies. We're talking TV shows, we're talking video games, we're talking comic books, we're talking trailers, we're talking geek news, we're talking everything in between, and this week is no exception. I am your co-host, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live, from Southern California, and on the line with me, the man who I can safely say looks good in a cat suit, <laughs> Shaf. How's it going, Shaf? Meow. <laughs> it's going pretty good, man. How you doing? More like, <laughs> more like me. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad you're doing me. Wow, Shaw. Sorcerer of milk. I am also table doing two. me. Wow, and we hope. Oh, geez. How many cat puns are we gonna put into this episode? Uh, <laughs> maybe Bowser is not the only one who's a furry. <laughs> we'll find out by the end of the episode. Well, if you uh, if you couldn't already tell, today's big big show. We're going to be talking about the new game, and I use "new" very loosely <laughs> in describing the game Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's a furry for the Nintendo Switch. Yes, yes. But listen, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've been drinking wine, everybody. So if it feels like I'm uh, stopping and, and having to think about. What I'm about to say, I blame the spicy grape juice that my wife gave me right before the, the start of the podcast. And, and uh, let but me just interject. I real, let me interject real quickly. Uh, this is not just a wine glass, by the way, fellow geeks. This is an actual glass. This is like a glass that you would fill normally with a liquid that is not wine, a liquid that maybe is just like water. Like orange juice. <laughs> 
and we're talking like, I would say 16 to 20 <sighs> fluid ounces of wine he's currently drinking right now. So it's so spicy. It tastes like church. It tastes uh, like church. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'll get I'll get into my wine uh, my wine review in just a minute. But first, <laughs> what a what an episode to be listening to if this is your first time listening to Geek, so to speak. You picked the right episode. Uh, my my applause to you, fellow geek, first time fellow geek. Since it is your first time listening to the show, do us a personal favor. Go ahead and hit subscribe on whichever platform it is you're listening to us on, be it the Apple Podcasts or the Google Podcast or the Spotify Podcast or the Stitcher Podcast or or Podchaser, Podbean, SoundCloud. Some people use uh, some people still use SoundCloud, Shaf. <laughs> See, I'm already slurring my words. Oh, this is off. This is going to be some show. Some I can't people, wait you know, to see what happens. SoundCloud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a Thursday night. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm allowed. Uh, but again, listeners, thank you for listening. Go ahead and hit, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already done that. And while you're at it, if the if the platform you're listening to us on gives you the opportunity, nay, the privilege of leaving us a review, well, then go ahead and leave one for us because we'll give you a special shout-out on the show. <coughs> I want to tell you that I'm not wearing pants. And that is directly related to you leaving us a review because not only will I not be wearing pants, Shaf will also not be wearing pants if you leave us a review. And we'll yeah. just leave it at that. I'm not going to give any more hints at what happens, but... Let's say it's uh, it's pretty steamy, and that's about it. To our returning listeners, thank you so much. If you haven't already left us a review, well, then uh, what are you waiting for? Come on, get on it. You are our podcast fluffers. We've talked about this before. It's your job to fluff us up and make us strong and hard so we can last, and that's what we need you to do. Go ahead and fluff wow. us up. Tell your friends. <laughs> Tell your friends about Geek, so to speak. We're going to talk about uh, Super Mario 3D Worlds and Bowser's a Furry today. We got tons of geek news, lots of new trailers. This was a big week for trailers, Shaw. It sure was. Uh, two okay trailers. No, I take that back. One really good trailer, one okay trailer, and one trailer that I feel like I've seen a hundred times already. <laughs> but I'll let you guess which one that is. <laughs> Before we get into any of the good stuff... We like to pretend that we don't talk all week, even though this week actually we didn't really talk that much because I've been busy like a mf'er. But I'll get into that in just a minute. But Shaf, tell me, how's your week been, buddy? How's that? How's life in Colorado? Uh, I would tell you, every day it has snowed here in Colorado. Every day. Oh my gosh! But you have power. Oh yeah, we have power. We are not like those poor Texans. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Fuck you, Senator Cruz. Heading to Cancun. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Uh, power. Everything's good. Um, we've got an SUV that can that can handle the weather. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm 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 noticing all my neighbors are shoveling the snow on their driveway and sidewalk. And I, so far, I have not joined that group of people to do that on my driveway. And I kind of don't understand why people do it. Well, I would 
Now, I'm in Southern California. We don't, we don't really get snow here. Yeah. So I'm not well versed in the in the subject, but I would guess to to get to their cars to to get to walk to the mailbox. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you can walk in snow. Like it's not like it's lava or anything. Like you, I gotta move this snow. I can't touch the snow with my boots on. You know, like uh, if you're not wearing the right sh- footwear, that's your first problem. Not whether or not you should be spending you know your energy shoveling snow. I, what I don't get is. And if you have a car that's not designed for snowy weather, why did you get this car and then live in Colorado? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but then I'm like, if your car can handle the snow, and if there's the snow is not damaging your your ass fault, um, then uh, <laughs> what... Why why do that every morning? I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to doing it just because it's the nuance of moving from Arizona to Colorado and having snow to shovel. Like, I kind of want to do it, but I don't under really understand the logic with it. Like, maybe it's a beautification thing, right? Maybe people are doing it because they want their front yards to look really beautiful. Like, they, they want it to look nice and spick and span and clean. But I think snow looks pretty dang clean when it's covering everything. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty, it's, it's serene. It's beautiful. It's, it's white. Well, things can be not white and still be beautiful, but I'm just saying like, (laughs) 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 I'm just saying like snow is, is gorgeous on its own. Like you don't need to mess with it. So, um, I, I don't get it, but I'm witnessing that. And I've been building my, uh, putting my room together and I'm thrilled about that. So, Yes, I've this, seen the pictures. It's yeah, coming along. It's coming together. Um, I need to get another bookcase. And then this weekend, Wonder Rob, I don't know if I told you this, but this weekend my plan is to get a 4K TV. What? Four whole Ks? Four whole Ks to set up in this room of mine here so I can finally have the video game station here within the Geek So To Speak studio. So um, it, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and, uh, as far as anything else, I had some moonshine this week and that was pretty tasty. So moonshine, yeah, I had some moonshine. Did you make it? Uh, it, well, I didn't personally make it, but it was made at like this, like herbal place that we visited in Boulder. Uh, this guy behind week. the Seven Eleven <laughs> was, uh, he called it hooch. <laughs> <laughs> hooch is crazy. <laughs> hooch is a hell of a drug. so yeah so my week has been uh we we took a trip to boulder and uh been busy working and getting the house uh, like unpacked and like things on the walls and trying to make it a house a home oh and i also put together the lego mosaic of iron man oh yeah that's right now i went when I did mine, I did the the modern Iron Man, but you said that you went back in time and did the old school OG Iron Man. I sure did. It? I was like, I know Wonder Rob did the the most recent version, but I was I kind of wanted to change it up, and I'm kind of glad I did because I really like it. Um, it's the the first appearance. Well, no, I'm sorry, not the first appearance. It's technically Mark th- three because Mark maybe. Yeah, because Mark One is is the cave suit, and Mark Two is the prototype suit. So Mark Three is the suit that he's in for the majority of Iron Man. Uh oh, corrections department might already have corrections for us for next week. You think so? And we're only nine minutes in. Am I wrong? 
<laughs> no, I don't even know. That's the thing. I'm going to Google it right now. Let's see. Which uh, suits does Iron Man wear in first movie? Google it. Mark, uh, the Mark 1. What suit does Iron Man wear in Mark 1? No, no, Iron Man armor. This is not giving me the answer that I want. So we're going to have to depend on uh, on the corrections department, I think, for this one. <laughs> Let's see. The Mark 1. <laughs> I just want to see. Show me it. It keeps showing me the Mark 1. That's not what I want. I'm pretty we're sure gonna have to have the Mark the Mark Corrections Department take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that was that was my week putting that together. I put it together real fast, and I was listening to their uh, their accompanying audio, that interview that they mm-hmm. do with like the various people of Marvel, some comic book experts, and I gotta say that was pretty dang cool. Although I'm not gonna lie, some of those voices were very grating to listen to for an hour and a half, like. Having a podcast, uh, I'm glad that I have such a smooth, delicious tone to my voice, and I'm glad that you, Wonder Rob, have an equally scrumptious uh, 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 sound <laughs> coming out of your mouth. Because if we, scrumptious, if we didn't sound as good as we do, um, I, I wouldn't want to put podcast on because I want people to listen to something nice. And Lego put together a great inter- a great interview and series of interviews, but the people they chose, their voices just were not fun to listen to. Did you did you listen to that when you were building it? I started to listen to it when I ended up building it, but as you know, and as the the listeners know, I think I reported on me building that mosaic for at least three weeks straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's I know so... it took you three weeks. It took me three days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just doing a little out of time, you know, just a little out of time. Um, so I, I actually gave up on that podcast and was like, I'd prefer to just watch TV or, or listen to another podcast <laughs> when I'm building this. So I gave up on it. Um, but I do think it's cool that they do provide custom audio for you to listen to. Absolutely. I, th- I think more people should do that. Where's my custom McDonald's podcast to listen to while I'm waiting in the drive-thru <laughs> at noon? You're about to enjoy two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Deleted. I'm getting a hot and spicy McChicken. <laughs> this podcast is bullshit. <laughs> Tune in next week when we review the ingredients of the filet fish <laughs> Oh, my God. It's a fish and other things. <laughs> All right. So that was my week. Wonder Rob, I want to hear... Because, yeah... Wonder Rob and I really didn't chat all that much this week. So I'm dying to understand what kept him away. (laughs) Well, first and foremost, just like every week, work. Yeah. Every week gets busier and busier, and I have more things to do than I have time to do it. On top of that, I spent the vast majority of my free time playing Super Mario 3D World slash Bowser Safari so I can have an informed opinion on the game to present to you geeks uh, later in the show. But when I wasn't working and when I wasn't playing Super Mario 3D World slash Bowser Safari, despite living in this house for almost a year, we decided to buy new furniture this week, Shaf. 
Uh, we got a new bed frame. And I don't know whose bright idea it was for us to buy a two-story house <laughs> and then decide, let's take apart this bed frame and take it, lug it down the stairs. Oh, and also our, uh, our two dressers, because we bought a new dresser. Oh. <laughs> we consolidated. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but in execution... Uh, it, well, it wasn't that easy, especially, and I mean this. I need to. I need to emphasize that I love my wife. <laughs> I'm married to her. She's the light of my life, the apple of my eye, my little cherry blossom, my little cinnamon apple. But she is useless when it comes to moving heavy furniture. Useless. She doesn't even try I, to help. I mean, okay, maybe maybe useless is. Not the right term because she at the very least tried to help, uh, but she. Uh, if you were here, Shaf, it would have gone a lot easier. Well, yeah, because because I have really big biceps, so because that's true. I need strapping young boys like me up up in my house. Um, so we got new furniture, assembled all that, but now our our bedroom looks like. Like a, a totally different room. You ever just rearrange the furniture? You move you move the bed to the other side of the room, and all of a sudden it's like a whole new house. Oh yeah, that's a that's the good stuff. Um, it's funny you should say buying a 4K TV because uh, my wife and I have also been eyeing a 4K television, a new 4K television for the living room because the one that we have right now, uh, it's been I don't want to call it broken. But a little while ago, it got like a red line down the screen, and we just haven't done anything about it. And the TV is low enough that my two-year-old uh, can physically touch the television screen. He's like, he touches it like it's a an iPad. Oh, it's like I want to watch Crash in the Monster Machines. Boop. All right, now Paw Patrol. Boop. Can we watch Baby Shark? Boop. And so we're like, we're happy that he's picking stuff, but. Not happy that the the TV has a bunch of handprints all over it. <laughs> so we've uh, we've been eyeing a new a new TV too. Maybe maybe we'll do that next week. Um, we'll be TV twins. I think I think that's a new title that we should add to our our repertoire. <laughs> TV twins. Um, Podcast co-hosts, best friends, and TV twins. Yes, put it on the business card. Also, I told you this, but. Uh, Bought some, bought myself some comics this week. Shaf. Oh, yeah. The plan was to actually get through one of these comics, so I could talk about it this week. But with work and furniture and trying to play as much Super Mario as I could, I just didn't have time for comics. But I will tell you what I got. I got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Ooh, it's Morphin time now. You asked me a question. I told you about this earlier in the week, and you said, is it the OG Power Rangers? And I'm pleased to report it is. Oh, thank God. The OG Power Rangers. I haven't been able to sleep since I asked that question, and I didn't get a response. It's been a few sleepless nights wondering exactly how Morphin, how mighty these Power Rangers were. Oh, <laughs> they're Morphin, my friend. They're, they're mighty Morphin uh, Power Rangers, as a matter of fact. So I got that. I also got... Uh, I was looking for Avengers Disassembled. 
but I couldn't find it. But I did get some other Avengers books just to, you know, to, to ease the... To ease the the need for some Avengers books. And then um, also in the mail, uh, friend of the show slash Shaft's mortal enemy, (laughs) Vactor, was kind enough to send me a trade paperback of Vision. Well, it's the the entire Vision collection. It's the Vision. Yes. And and, uh, even though he is my arch enemy... He also sent me the very same book as a what? As a uh, uh, I guess you would call it a, a housewarming gift. So um, we might just have to I don't know review this graphic novel very soon. Well, I don't know because now it's not as special. So <laughs> I thought it was a special gift just for me. Ooh, you're a special little guy. Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. All right. Uh, no, he he sent it to me, and then he also made me pledge to read it and talk about it on the podcast. So uh, listeners, if you take it upon yourself to spend money on us and send us comic books, we will review it. All you have to do is spend the money and send us the comic books. And we'll read those comic books. That is our geek, so to speak, guarantee to you. And if you don't want to spend money, but you still want to recommend comic books to us, we'll gladly take those recommendations. And you could email that to us at geeksotospeakpodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on all of our social media handles. We'll be telling you all about that uh, towards the middle of the podcast episode. Yes. Now, before we get on to geek news, uh, a recurring weekly segment uh, that we like to do is in review with the corrections department. And we also like to actually uh, take account of whatever corrections the correction department likes to bestow upon us every week. At least once or twice, we say maybe we should have the corrections department look into that or on the off, off, off 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 chance that Schaff says something incorrect, the corrections department is quick to, to let us know. So I personally do not like to look at the corrections before the show. I like to be surprised about the corrections. Schaff, on the other hand, has full access to the corrections list. Yep. So Schaff, I'm going to hand over the, uh, the reins to you. What did the corrections department have to say about last week's episode? Okay. Now, these are going to appear a little bit out of context because after we record these podcast episodes, we completely forget everything that we've said. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I am super great at forgetting about what I talk about on the podcast and not just because of the spicy grape juice I'm drinking. It's true, but it's hard to remember a solid two hours of content verbatim. Um, but we did bring up Erie, Indiana. Um, and I, I remember why we brought it up. We brought it up because previous, uh, correction from the prior week, we were talking about back to the future part three and we were talking about the character, the kid who plays Vern in that show, who is pointing at his dick uh, to the camera. Um, and we were wondering, had he been in anything else? And the last thing he had done was an episode of Erie, Indiana. And so oh, the okay. corrections department wanted us to know that since Wonder Rob, you had not heard of this show, you weren't familiar, 
It is an American horror science fiction television series that originally aired on NBC from September 15th, 1991 to April 12th, 1992. Uh, So that's one. I don't wouldn't wouldn't necessarily call it a correction. It was just sort of like an expansion on the information that we provided the last episode. Um, Okay, fair enough. He was goodness. Oh, he went to movies. Last week, that was the Phoenix pop-up of movies. Uh, Kevin Smith, uh, View Askew Universe-inspired uh, restaurant, um, and I was I was uh, I was kind of ragging on him for choosing to get vegan food. That's right, um, and he wanted to let us know that he is not a vegan, but his wife is a pescatarian. That means she has sex with fish and. Uh, <sighs> And uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> she's a pescatarian. Uh, so he says by default, he's started to eat the same way as her to be healthier. So, um, so yeah, I did. Oh, I thought pescatarians were like, that was like an offshoot of Christianity, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's Presbyterian. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> i had to stop and think about it i was like why oh okay See, interesting rule i thought i thought my <laughs> to joke, that religion i thought my joke was funny but think, thinking it's a religion is better <laughs> it's way better all religion is hilarious that's <laughs> true that's true um I, I still don't like pescatarian is definitely not vegan because you're still eating fish so pescatarian. I'm not sure about the technicalities of a, of a pescatarian. It's all good. I mean, we've got a corrections department, so he could correct the correction of the correction if he wants to. But um, moving on, uh, we also talked about RuPaul uh, last oh, yeah. last week, and he was confirming that yes, Wonder Rob, you are absolutely right. RuPaul was indeed born RuPaul Andre Charles. Yes, but I knew that. Well, yeah, but he was because I, I watch I watch my fair share. Well, because I thought race. I thought the RuPaul name was his drag name. Like I didn't realize that he was legitimately born RuPaul. Like to me, I thought that was you know like um, if you've ever gone to like a drag show and people like all the, the drag queens are named really funny names like Olivia Gardens instead of like Olive Gardens or um, or um, other names. <laughs> <laughs> You know, (laughs) other names. (laughs) Like, uh, let's see. I'm looking up. Here's some drag names. Frida Slaves. Yep, there you go. Avery Goodlay. Let's see, what else? Eggs with a Z. Eggs Benedict. (laughs) That one's good. Molestia Child. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. And these are real drag names, by the way. Phallic Cunt. <laughs> uh, Madeline Hatter. Uh, I, I, I could go on, but I do want to point out that I, I love, love, love how our show is just slowly evolving into a RuPaul discussion. It sure is. Podcast. <laughs> every sure, week. If we continue to talk about it, then eventually, I mean, we're we're gonna have to keep. Maybe I'll say something wrong, and there'll be a correction for it. And then next next week, I'll have to talk about the correction 
to my my error about drag queen knowledge and then by talking about it next week i'll have to be talking about it the week following it's it's a perpetu- it's a self-perpetuating or self self-fulfilling prophecy is what it is yes and before you know it shaf you and i will be guest hosts slash judges on rupaul's drag race sachet the dream sachet away uh or that's something. correct you got okay, it cool you got it cool i'm getting I'm, I'm, girl er, twerk okay so back rolls oh, um i can't do that <laughs> you do that way better than me <laughs> so uh the last note he had i'm sorry not the last note second to last note he had uh was indicating that falcon and the winter soldier does not have the same writers as civil war and winter soldier so <laughs> that was just an assumption I made. <laughs> well, I'm still looking forward to it. I stand by what I said. Uh, the the looking forward to it part. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, the last thing also Marvel related, he said, uh, WandaVision takes place three weeks after Professor Hulk snaps everyone back. Wanda took Vision's body from sword nine days prior to the main events of the series. Uh, and then Spider-Man Far From Home takes place eight months after Endgame. Oh, snap. So he already knew about this crazy this crazy girl in uh, Westview. Interesting. Yeah. So, but that's all the corrections that we have today. All right. Well, well good job, uh, Corrections Department, and good job, us, for keeping those corrections to a minimum. Now, our good pal, the Corrections Department, Darth Vibbert... That's his street name. Uh, we like to give him a voice. We talk about him enough, but we decided, hey, you know what? Let's let him have a at least 90 seconds to talk about whatever he wants. But not, not any more than that, because this is our show. <laughs> so uh, we made a pact. We made a blood oath. We made a pinky promise to give him his due. And we are, we are making good on our promise. So as always... Here is the segment in review with the corrections department talking about God knows what. My mic sounds nice, check one. My mic sounds nice, check two. My mic sounds nice, check three. My mic sounds nice, check four. My mic sounds nice, check five. Mic sounds nice, check six. My mic sounds nice, check seven. Welcome back to another In Review with the Corrections Department segment. Uh, This week I hope I sound a little bit better for you. I have a new mic. Well, this week I'm going to talk about season one of What We Do in the Shadows. just recently binged that whole first season with my wife. I really enjoyed it. It's a really good companion piece to the the movie that came out a few years ago that starred Jermaine Clement. It's directed by Tegel TD. They're also both heavily involved in the, the TV show as well. Uh, they wrote and or directed a lot of episodes in season one. I also liked the actor Matt Barry, who is one of the, the vampires in the season. Uh, he was on the IT crowd, which I was a big fan of. And all basically the entire ensemble cast is really funny. I really enjoy the, the guy who plays Guillermo in the show. He's really great. And it's just a really good mixture of everybody in that cast, and I would highly suggest checking it out. It's on Hulu right now, so you can definitely check it out. But with that, I'll give you back now to Shaw and Rob. All right. So God does know what. <laughs> it's what we do in the shadows. 
this week. He does know what show. we do in the shadows. God knows everything. He's he's omnipresent. What if God knows what Mark is talking about? <laughs> Just a guy who also loves to watch TVs and movies like Mark. Have you seen what we do in the shadows, the movie? No. I know I want to. And I, I do want to watch the TV show. I haven't seen the TV show either. Uh, that was going to be my next question. You knew exactly where I was going with that. Best friends. Um, what we do in the shadows is hilarious, Shaf. I'm going to tell you, I guarantee you you're going to enjoy that movie. I guarantee well, it. I mean, it's, it's right up it's your alley. It's got Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. How bad could it be? I mean, seriously. Not bad at all right. is the correct answer. Um, and the TV show has the, the pretty much the exact same flavor. Uh, not the same cast, but the exact same flavor. So I, I do recommend it. I'm only I've only watched the first six episodes of the first season because uh, you know me, I likes to watch a few episodes of a TV show and then never watch it again. But say I'm gonna watch it. That's <laughs> that's the Wonder Rob way. Uh, and and uh, following that tradition, I think I'm gonna get back into what we do in the shadows. So. Um, I'll talk about that again in about six or seven years, and we'll just move on from there. But it is a good show. The shows, the episodes that I saw, I really, really did like. So I would recommend it. Speaking of things I would recommend, Shaf, I recommend that we start talking about some geek news. Geek news! Nude news. Nude news. Now, as is tradition around here, whoever's hosting the podcast on any given week, me in this instance, likes to give up the uh, the right, the honor, the privilege of talking about the first news story to the co-host, which is you, Shop. So tell me what's been going on this week in Geek News. Oh, right. Well, like Wonder Rob said earlier, uh, it has been a week of movie trailers, one that was good. One that was great, and one that we feel like we've seen multiple times. And uh, this one, I'm going to guess that Wonder Rob felt this way, is the good trailer. <laughs> the one I'm going to talk Ooh. about is Disney's Cruella. Now, we've we've known for some time that Emma Stone was going to be starring as Cruella de Vil in a live-action movie. Um, sort of a reimagining, if you will, of, her, of the character that uh, earned acclaim and fame and notoriety as the villain of the 101 Dalmatians movies. So um, <laughs> this trailer, I, let me just tell you something, Wonder Rob. So <laughs> when a man, tell me it. When, a, tell me it. when a man sees something that is, <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> when, when a man, when let me let me tell you about men. Okay, so <laughs> let me let me try this. Okay, so so when when you see something that is really good looking and um, and uh -huh. and sort of seductive in its presentation and maybe a little bit provocative. Okay. Sure, sure. An aspect of your body can't help but become rigid with excitement. And oh, your nipples. 
Absolutely. All three of my mm-hmm. nipples were so hard <laughs> watching this trailer because Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille turned me on. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I got to tell you, this was not the direction I thought this trailer review was going to go, but you know what? I'm going to embrace it. You should. I'm going to embrace it. Here I was, I wrote down notes about what I thought about it, but nothing on here says I got a stiffy. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No, I didn't write that. <laughs> I thought maybe I did. Um, Okay. All right. That's fair. Hey, we're all entitled to our opinions, and I am not one to kink shame Shoff. So if you're into Cruella, more power to you, my dude. More power to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, the trailer Uh, itself, uh, it's only like a minute and a half, but you kind of get to understand a little bit about the character. I will tell you that Dalmatians only factor into less than two seconds of the trailer. (laughs) So... And that's dumb. I got to tell you, let's just talk about the trailer because I did write notes. Okay? Oh, okay. And because the the thing about when we review trailers, unless I've just watched it, I mean, I can go back and recall recall things about the trailer, but I really should be writing down my thoughts, otherwise I don't come up with gems like this. The Dalmatians don't like her. Get it? Because <laughs> she's Cruella Deville from that movie. <laughs> About how she wants to skin Dalmatians. Actually, my very first note about this trailer is um, she likes other stuff too, by the way, not just skinning dogs. <laughs> this is the movie about the other things Cruella likes, okay? Um, I'm going to tell you, I don't, I don't know if I want to watch this movie, <laughs> Shop. <laughs> I really don't know if I want to watch I it. I do. Uh, it opens up with Corella's monologue like, from the very beginning, I knew I was different. Except she doesn't say it like that. She says it in a really sexy British voice. Oh, hey, governor. From, from the very time I popped out of my mom's cooter, I knew that there was something a bit wibbly wobbly about me. And then she went back to sweeping chimneys. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Mary Poppins. <laughs> um, and then it, later in the trailer, she says, I'm born bad and a little bit mad. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Hot Topic Girl's dream. Yeah. Now you know. Now you know what I'm really uh And I'm the craving. end of the trailer, the sh- <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're craving, all right. And then the... Uh, the end of the trailer, her looking all disheveled. I want to know who she's talking to or if she's just standing by herself because it's just a shot of her looking off in the distance going, I'm Cruella. <laughs> and then cut to title card, Cruella. Like, Disney was like, hey, that Joker did really well. Who can we make a movie out of? Uh, Radigan from... Uh, from the Great Mouse Detective? How about him? It's a deep cut. <laughs> uh, how about Cruella? Harley Quinn is really hot right now. She she definitely has really? some Harley Quinn vibes, and I'm here for it, man. Uh, I kind of I kind of like it. I kind I, I definitely I, de- I really like it. I bet you liked when she lit her clothes on fire for no good reason. It got me hot for sure. 
I'm going to go into this ball, and guess what? I'm going to light my clothes on fire. <laughs> Luckily, she was wearing another dress underneath it. <laughs> it was very... Well, I mean, lucky for her, maybe not for it, you, it, Sean. It was very <laughs> Hunger Games of her. Yeah, uh, let's see. Calls herself psycho. I wrote so edgy. <laughs> that is so edgy. Uh, Dalmatians don't like her. She's stealing cars. Um, this, like, what is this movie even about? Could you, could you get a sense of any sort of plot from this trailer? No. And that would not be the reason for why I would watch this movie. (laughs) I told you to knock when I'm watching Cruella. (laughs) I mean, don't come in here. (laughs) It's a unique take to focus on the villain, first of all, but also it clearly we're getting more of an origin story for her. So as much as she's going to be the villain that we all know her to be, she's kind of, I would say probably framed as like an anti-hero, that sort of concept, I think is the only way they can really do it. And I know Wonder Rob loves stories about anti-heroes. That's his favorite. Oh, do I ever, Shaf. Do I ever. Now, something tells me I won't be watching this movie unless we're, uh, we're just really scraping for content that week. <laughs> and then maybe we'll review uh, Cruella. But I can tell you, Shaf, with uh, 100% certainty that I did uh, not call it the great trailer. I called it the okay trailer. Or the good, sh- not the good trailer, the okay trailer. Um, but let's talk about a good trailer, Shaf. Well, unless you have any more thoughts about Cruella. Um, other than I was going to briefly read the uh, synopsis of the plot so that at least we know what we're getting ourselves into. Uh, Yeah, let's see what this is. What could this movie possibly be about? Okay, so, well, the movie comes out in May 2021, so if we're we're hurting for content, we've got an option for May. But um, it is an all-new live-action feature film about the rebellious early Mm -hmm. days of one of cinema's most notorious and notoriously fashionable villains, the legendary Cruella de Vil. Uh, it's set in 1970s London amidst the punk rock revolution, and it follows a young grifter named Estella, who is a clever and creative girl determined to make a name for herself with her designs. She befriends a pair of young thieves who appreciate her appetite for mischief, and together they are able to build a life for themselves on the London streets. One day, Estella's flair for fashion catches the eye of the Baroness von Hellman, a fashion legend who is devastatingly chic and terrifyingly hot, played by two-time Oscar Uh winner Emma Thompson. But their relationship sets in motion a course of events and revelations that will cause Estella to embrace her wicked side and become the raucous, fashionable, and revenge-bent Cruella. I'm Cruella. Yeah, okay, this is what happens. All sorts of nonsense mischief. The last scene in the movie is somebody looking her in the eye going, are are you okay, Estella? And she goes, I'm not Estella. I'm Cruella. (laughs) Credits. Cut to credits. Now, Now we have to see it just to make sure that that's what happens, so. And then a rap song. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. Her name is Cruella, and she's here to say <laughs> that she likes to skin dogs every single day. She'll make a coat out of your family pet, and then when you see it, you'll get really wet. But only if you're a dude and your name is Shaf, and by wet I mean boner. Hey, let's go get a coffee. 
my last my my last name is Schaff, and you could have said something about Jack Off. I mean, like seriously. Well, okay, this is it's a Disney movie. Okay, okay, okay Schaff. Okay. okay, okay. Also, that was pretty good. Okay, so <laughs> credit credit where credits due. Okay. Um, so yeah, but that's Disney's Cruella. So we'll maybe review that, maybe not. But I'll definitely watch it in my free time, over and over on mute. <laughs> <laughs> when your wife, when your, when your, I was called your wife. When your, uh, when your girl's not home. That's right. That's a. That's when you're gonna be that's watching right. it. Knock first. That's right. Okay. <clears throat> so let's talk about a good trailer. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. No, just kidding. That's not it. <laughs> Suckers, you thought I was gonna go there. No, the we. Got this morning, Shav, a brand new real trailer, not a fan-made trailer. A real trailer for Mortal Kombat, Shav. Mortal Kombat. Raiden, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, Scorpion, Sonya. Mortal Kombat. Now, this trailer was something pretty good, Shav. I got to tell you, while I didn't find anybody particularly hot in this trailer like you did in the Disney's uh, Cruella, that didn't mean I didn't get a boner. (laughs) But I got a boner in the opposite direction. (laughs) And not, no, not inside my body. I mean, I got (laughs) a boner (laughs) for Mortal Kombat because what it reminded me of, Shaf, it reminded me of watching Mortal Kombat when I was a kid, the, the first Mortal Kombat movie. But the the feeling of watching it when I was a kid, meaning not not being well versed enough to to understand that the first Mortal Kombat's not that great, but just loving it because it was Mortal Kombat, and that's what this feels like. Like that same feeling, I was like, my body is ready. <laughs> give me give me this Mortal Kombat movie, Shaw. Uh, before I go into my notes about this trailer, I want to hear your opinions, your thoughts, your takeaways. Oh, what's the scuttlebutt shot? I I loved it immediately as I was watching it. I was just I caught myself grinning, like I was just like smiling the entire time because it was just so enjoyable. A trailer, the combat, the uh, like the fight choreography, I really appreciated that too because it really felt kind of visceral, like it was like. You, you could imagine they were actually really trading blows, like they were making contact with each other. Like it really seemed violent and aggressive and it didn't look like a dance. Like it looked like a really like, um, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of uh, the warehouse scene in Batman versus Superman where Batman's just like taking it to all the thugs. Um, and it's just really like, very, I, know, I can't describe what I'm trying to say, but it's the fight choreography was legit in that scene, and I really felt that it was bringing it in this trailer too. So, and for a movie that's based on a fighting video game, the fighting is top notch, and it has to be, it needs to yeah. be, and it was really, really good. Yes, uh, things notable things about the trailer that I enjoyed. I would like, I liked watching Sub Zero freeze Jax's arms right off. That was badass. I appreciated that too because. I- now they, there's like a history. Now there's like Jax is clearly involved with the tournament and um, and that's how he got these arms. So he already has like a beef with Sub-Zero. So I love that history. Hey, are you that guy that froze my arms off? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was wearing blue <laughs> like you. 
Um, <laughs> you look real familiar. I don't know. He had those dead eyes, just like you. Um, so the the trailer introduces you to a character named Cole, who's n- who's not in the Mortal Kombat games. Shaw, I don't know how I feel about that's this. the part I'm kind of weirded by as well. But the good news for you, Shaw, and the bad news for Cole is that he was born with a Mortal Kombat birthmark, brother. <laughs> and the birthmark, according to the trailer, what they say is the, the birthmark is an invitation to participate in Mortal Kombat. Uh, I, I watched the trailer three times before we started recording, and every thought that I had was, good thing he wasn't born like a dentist or something. It's like, well, I'm a dentist by trade, but I got this Mortal Kombat birthmark, so I guess I'm fighting uh, for uh, the Earth Realm. Uh, I've got the stethoscope, and um, I've got some anesthesia. They call me the dentist. Uh, <laughs> dentist wins. <laughs> That's my hot take. That's my hot take on it, Shaw. Um, there was you see a lot of characters in this. I saw reptile hiding. Now, in our show notes, a little behind the scenes for the listeners, we have a, a show agenda. D- despite the fact that it sounds uh, like we're just doing this all off the top of our heads as true professionals. Um, so I was looking through this article that you had pulled up that, that had all the hidden secrets of the Mortal Kombat trailer. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to point out that I noticed reptile before reading this article. Oh, yeah. Just wanna, we just want to point that out. Uh, there's a quick shot of Melina in the trailer. Uh, blood all over her face, licking her size. Uh, there's a, shat- a statue of Shao Kahn yes. that I big noticed. Um, there's um, Goro looking looking toit as fu. <laughs> um, I like the part of the trailer where Sub-Zero and Scorpion are fighting. And, uh, Sub-Zero makes an ice spear or an ice dagger, stabs Scorpion with it, and then Scorpion spurts blood, and then Sub-Zero goes, I'm going to turn that into ice. Turns <laughs> turns Scorpion's blood into ice, and then makes a dagger out of that, and stabs him with that, that and then was, throws him into an ice wall. The, it's the, so the, the, uh, the fight moves, is really cr- they're really creative, and then also the ice wall, very trademark Sub-Zero move. I loved seeing some like moments like that. There's even a moment in the trailer. Do you think that when you see the dragon made of fire, do you think that's like an animality? No. And I'm glad you brought that up, Shaf, because I was looking through this article that also calls it an animality, and they forget that uh, Liu Kang's fatality move in Mortal Kombat 2, he would turn into a dragon and eat you, but they called it fatality, not animality. Oh, okay. Okay. So it could be Liu Kang's fatality move. It could be his fatality, but it's certainly not an animality. Now, I can't speak for later games. Maybe they changed it into an animality later. But my experience, my OG Mortal Kombat experience, it definitely was not an animality. And it's certainly far better than his first fatality, which was just him bicycle kicking you to death. I have to say, (laughs) though, the the casting of Shang Tsung as uh, the guy from... Dark Knight, who played the the Japanese accountant, remember him? Um, 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 no, he was the, the one that. Uh, oh no, the Hong Kong. He was living in Hong Kong. Um, 
he's the one that Batman went to Hong Kong to capture at his, his like building or whatever. And he was the one who was, Mm -hmm. who was, uh, basically the accountant for the mob. And like, he was such a weasel in, in dark Knight. And then to see him playing Shang Tsung, I was like, uh, that's not working for me. That, especially <laughs> not when you have a perfect Shang Tsung already, the guy who played him in the first movie. Um, your soul, yeah, your brother's mine. soul is mine. You will be <laughs> next. <laughs> Woo. Yes. Um, do you think that Cole Young is actually somebody else? Like, do you think it's like a misdirect or do you think he's legitimately just an unknown? Mm. He could be Baraka. That's my guess. Baraka. <laughs> he's going to have blades come out of his arms. <laughs> and he's going to have all these teeth and a weird messed up face. Um, I was a little bit bummed that we don't have a Johnny Cage. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I I feel like you could, if you're, that's the word I'm trying to say. The The thought that I'm trying to articulate is if Cole's placement in the movie is supposed to be us, meaning like an outsider to the, the world of Mortal Kombat, that could have been Johnny Cage, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. He's just an action movie star. And I want to see him do the splits, and I want to see him punch Garo in the nuts, just like in the first one. um maybe they're saving johnny cage for sequels i mean this movie is gonna do well the trailer's freaking badass so maybe maybe they'll save him and other characters for for sequels well i'm glad it's coming straight to hbo max you know i'm gonna watch it oh we're definitely reviewing comes out in april i think it comes out april 16th we're not gonna be pressed yeah yeah, we're not going to be pressed for things to review. We're going to make time to review that one. That's right. That's going to be a good one. Now, there was another trailer for a movie that we are going to make time to review, but four hours, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but we may we might not be looking forward to it. What trailer was that, Shaw? That would be Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Snyder Cut has been, or will be, released shortly. Uh, it comes out officially March 30-something, I think. Um, March 30-something. 30-something. The date is not listed here. On, Look it up. On, uh, I have to go digging for it. But anyways, um, we've seen so many trailers for this, although this trailer definitely seemed to have some new footage. Uh, probably the biggest takeaway from this trailer, first of all, is that it's in a different aspect ratio. Uh Yes. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of it at all. Agreed. <laughs> Dumb. So Zack Snyder, you're the worst. <laughs> um, there's a corresponding article that I'll talk about in a moment related to that aspect ratio and things like that. But I wonder, Rob, the one thing I really want to take away from this is in the final like 10 seconds of the trailer, there's a brief, uh, yeah, huh? there's a brief scene that takes place during the whole nightmare moment um, where Batman is in sort of like a post-apocalyptic future where Darkseid has taken over and he's like in his trench coat situation. You know, your favorite uh, costume that he wears. Yeah, obviously. And he interacts with, or you hear a voice saying, we live in a society. And we find out that it's Joker uh, and he's just finished eating an entire plate of jelly donuts and... Uh, <laughs> and he's talking to, to Batman. Or Harley Quinn was, you know, 
experiencing yeah. <laughs> some, her, her menses. Why so menstrual? <laughs> oh, God. Um, Don't forget, forget to review us. Yeah. <laughs> Five stars, please. Um, I tried looking this up, but I was still a little bit confused. Do you understand the history behind the statement, we live in a society? Let me tell you, first of all, they don't live in a society. They're clearly in a post-apocalyptic wasteland yeah. <laughs> at that point. Every time I hear... Now, this may not be the proper reason to be making fun of this statement, but the reason I laugh at the Joker <laughs> is because it's a it's a phrase that George Costanza would say on Seinfeld. You know, we're living in a society! <laughs> um... And so every time I hear that phrase, not from the Joker, but just living in a society, if somebody's saying it non-ironically, my my mind goes straight to George Costanza saying it. So, of course, that's why I would laugh about it <laughs> when I saw it. It's just I was expecting George to turn around. Maybe he had taken a half-eaten donut out of the trash <laughs> and was eating it. We live in a society. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, the trailer has some interesting moments overall. I mean, we get to see some glimpses of, of uh, Superman in his, his uh, black suit. Um, we see some, some images of dark side standing next to, by the way, dark side is huge by comparison to like Steppenwolf. Uh, you even see granny goodness in the background. Um, bunch of parademons, uh, Desaad. You see Desaad in the background. Uh, some footage of Jeremy Irons as uh, Alfred. And uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to this because I feel like I really want to give Justice League one more chance. But ultimately, oh, here we go. Streaming March 18th, March 18th. Well, there you so, go. There you go. I, yeah. I only wrote one note about this trailer and it says, this looks exactly like the other trailer. <laughs> That's all I wrote down. Well, except for except it was missing Hallelujah uh, as the backing track, and I gotta say it, it suffered as a result not having Hallelujah playing in the background. Well, maybe maybe uh, when they they bought the rights to it, they only had so many plays. They said, "Listen, you can only play this a hundred times, Zach," and he blew through that a hundred times real fast. I think's what happened. Now, speaking of blowing through things a hundred times and thinking that's what happened, the Batman shop has been delayed once again due to a positive coronavirus test. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, first and foremost, how does that segue even make sense? And I got news for you, it doesn't. <laughs> that's that's one of my talents. Uh, but the Batman has been delayed once again due to a positive coronavirus test. This is coming from from a NME.com, which stands for Nothing Makes Everything. That's it. <laughs> I really went for a joke there, and I just crashed and burned. I blame it on the spicy grape juice that I'm drinking. <laughs> According to The Sun, Shaw, a stuntman for Rob Bat Bat and Bat, who plays the Cape Crusader in the forthcoming DC movie, has tested positive for COVID-19 and now will need to isolate for 10 days. Uh, an inside source told The Sun, 
Quote, shooting a blockbuster of this scale is difficult enough without the threat of COVID looming large. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for your hot take, Inside Source. Um, while this proves Warner Brothers' testing regime is working, having so many people away from set for 10 days is a headache so the studio could do without, especially when they are relying on a stunt team to deliver the film's most spectacular scenes. Uh, the source said that even though filming has been put on hold, uh, the Batman is still expected to wrap in March. So, you're probably thinking to yourself, this is this can't be the first time that they they got coronavirus. I'm pretty sure I've heard of this. Is it even the second time? No, this is the fourth time this has happened, Shuff. <laughs> the fourth time. I can exp- The first time this happened was last March. Right. The second time this happened was in September. The third time this happened was in November, Shaf. This is the fourth time. Well, here's the here's the main issue. You're not seeing any COVID stuff happening on the set of Spider-Man, and I'll tell you why. Because Spider-Man wears a mask over his entire face. But Batman's <laughs> mask covers everything except the area that protects you from getting COVID. <laughs> That's true. You know, this guy, for being uh, the world's greatest detective, sure can't figure out how to wear a mask, yeah, right? Yeah, so, and the fact that it was... Cancel, Batman. The fact that it was his stunt double that got COVID, I mean, there you go. He's also wearing the bat suit. That's why it happened. Stupid asshole, Batman. <laughs> what a stupid Fuck asshole. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. What else is going on in uh, Let's shop? take a look here. Um, okay, so moving things into the TV realm of geek news, uh, some really fantastic news happened uh, today, actually. This news uh, dropped today. Uh, coming from comicbook.com, uh, you know, back in the day, back when Marvel and Netflix were best of friends, um, we watched Jessica Jones on Netflix. We watched The Punisher on Netflix. And I'm happy to report that the live action rights to both Jessica Jones and The Punisher have officially reverted back to Marvel Studios after their multi-tenure, multi-year tenure with Netflix. So the rights to the characters remained with Netflix for two years after they were canceled, and that window has now officially closed. Can you believe it's been two years since Jessica Jones or Punisher? That seems kind of unreal. It doesn't feel like it's been yeah. that long. But then I go back. I remember when we reviewed The Punisher on this podcast, and that was when I was just moving to... California from Arizona, and that was three years ago. So it's been a little yeah. while. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't feel like it. So the, the best part about all of this is that with Jessica Jones and The Punisher having been the last shows to be canceled by Netflix, that means that all of the Marvel characters, which were licensed to Netflix, have now reverted their rights back to Disney. So uh, in tandem with knowing that uh, Charlie Cox was spotted on the set of Spider-Man 3, which means we could have Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, in Spider-Man 3. Who knows what Marvel Studios' uh, future films or Disney Plus TV shows will look like now that these other characters could theoretically pop up. So um, while I don't care too much about Jessica Jones, just because I just never really loved that show, I am absolutely 100% 
excited if they keep John Bernthal as the Punisher. Uh, I want more Frank. Oh, Castle. for sure, you got to. Yeah, they have to. He's the best Punisher in existence. Uh, so I hope he gets a chance to play him again. I would love it if they got to the point where he becomes Cosmic Ghost Rider. Oh my God, that would be badass. I would love that. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for Cosmic Ghost Rider. Actually, I don't know. Have we made an official prediction that he becomes Cosmic Ghost Rider? Because I don't know if you remember, Shroff, but geek, so to speak, predictions tend to come true. It's true. It's true. I'm going to say yes. Yes. It won't happen in the first movie, or the first appearance won't happen in the second one, but by the third appearance, he will become Cosmic Ghost Rider. You heard it here first. That is solid. That's the straight dick from Schaff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know it's going to happen. All right. So I am going to uh, wrap up Geek News, Schaff, with one story. Now, there's one one big story and then one smaller part of the same story. I'm, I'm going to let you take lead on one part okay. of it, but I'm going to give you the bigger picture. The bigger picture being, Schaff, that just yesterday we got a new Nintendo Direct. The first one in seven years, practically, Shaw. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know the actual number of how long it's been since the last Nintendo Direct, but it's been a while. I can tell you that. And when I say Nintendo Direct, I mean Nintendo Direct proper. So yesterday, Shaw, uh, I was hyping everybody up. I was hyping you up. I was hyping our corrections department up. I was even hyping up your mortal enemy, Factor. Nintendo Direct's coming, boys. You know it's going to be some good stuff. And boy, did I eat crow on this one. Because I was not super thrilled with just about everything <laughs> that was presented. Uh, but I am going to go down the list. And keep in mind, these opinions are mine and my own. And my opinions do represent Geek So To Speak's opinions. <laughs> Uh, we did get a, a tra- I'm just going to go down the list. I'm going to give you my thoughts. If you have any thoughts, shop by all means, just spit them out. You at got me. it. Uh, we got a trailer. This was the last thing that they talked about in the uh, the Nintendo Direct, which is usually saved for the biggest announcement, which is why I'm scratching my head that they waited till the end to tell us about Splatoon 3. Shaf, uh, we're getting a third installment of the Splatoon franchise set to launch in 2022. That's the uh, third-person, quote, shooter game where you're Splatooning each other, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, you're shooting ink and stuff at each other. It's like it's, it's like King of the Hill. You guys made me ink. Uh, <laughs> uh, now... I personally have not played Splatoon, but I think it's interesting that we're getting a, a third Splatoon game, yet we haven't had a new Mario Kart since 2017. What up with that? Just saying, What up with that? And let me, let me give you a side note, sidebar. Uh, Nintendo Land, Super Nintendo World in Japan opened up, Shoff. Now, you know I am a avid theme park connoisseur. Your boy loves theme parks. And if it's a, a theme park overseas, which I might not get to visit anytime soon, especially with the worldwide situation, you know I'm guns to watch those ride-throughs. Oh, yeah. Of of the rides. And so, of course, there are ride-throughs of the Super Mario Kart ride in Tokyo Super Nintendo World Shop. And let me tell you, that ride looks 
so boring, <laughs> so so the exact opposite of what I expected a Mario Kart ride to be. Um, what I gotta think of the name of this ride. Hold on, listeners, just bear with me for a second while I Google something. <laughs> uh, uh, here we go. So, do you remember Cal- in California Adventure Shop? Uh, a Bugs Land. It's a Bugs Land before that got torn. I remember out. it, but I I always avoided it. Well, I mean that's just a that's that's a matter of taste. But there was a ride in there. <laughs> if you avoided it, you're probably not going to know what I'm about to talk about. There was a but there was a ride in there called Heimlich's Choo Choo Train. Uh, and if you're familiar with California Venture or It's a Bugs Land or Heimlich's Choo Choo Train, uh, that's what this Mario Kart ride reminds me of uh, while you're wearing VR goggles. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Heimlich's Choo Choo Train and then look up the Mario Kart ride and tell me it's not the same ride. Anyway, moving on. I just got. I just had to get that off my chest, Sean. Um, <laughs> I hope you feel better. But here's... Here's no, I'm about to get angrier. Uh-oh. Actually, <laughs> I'm about to get a lot angrier. Um, so, what I was waiting for in this Nintendo Direct shop, I was waiting patiently through the sea of games that I wasn't super interested in to get some news about the one game I really want to play, Breath of the Wild Two, on the Nintendo Switch, and. <sighs> Finally, at the very end of the trailer, the director of the Legend of Zelda series of, of Breath of the Wild shows up. Uh, and I'm totally going to mess up his name, so I'm not even going to attempt to say it. But I know I know who he is, and I recognized him immediately. And he says, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm sure you guys are ready to hear some news about Breath of the Wild too. Well, guess what? We don't have any, and we won't have any for a while. So here's this old Nintendo game <laughs> Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Enjoy! <laughs> Legend of Zelda the Skyward Sword shop. I'm going to make a hot take, a bold claim. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, of all the modern Zelda games, is the worst <laughs> one. The worst one. <laughs> and they are... "Quote unquote remastering it from the Wii for the Switch, and you have to I I assume play it like you did with the Wii, meaning Link slashing his sword was a one to one motion with you waggling the re, the Wii moat. Wait, with you what? So it was with a, you it, waggling it. You you know if you <laughs> is that part of is that, is that the spicy shop. grape juice going right now? Uh, drooled wow, everywhere. Wagged it. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That was a callback, you guys. Um, no, it was motion controls. It was mandatory motion controls, and you, if you swung the Wii Mote, Link would swing his sword in the same fashion. And that's how you would play the game. Uh, and that's exactly the opposite of how I want to play a Zelda game. Um, and to help make up for the fact that you didn't get any Breath of the Wild news, they pointed out in this that they're like, this was a game where where Link had a stamina wheel, and this was a game where Link's swords shields would break, just like in Breath of the Wild. So it's kind of like you're playing Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I 
I was so mad. I almost flipped the table. My wife was like, what's wrong? Because I was watching my computer with headphones on. And I just could. I was like, I started to explain to her what was happening. And I could just see the eyes rolling into the back of her head. And her not caring. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well. So I'm not looking forward to this. And I personally will not be buying Skyward Sword HD on the Switch. But I'm, I'm curious if you will, Shaw. Don't let my opinion <laughs> sway you unless you're my friend and you care. Well, about no, actually, I was waiting to hear what you thought about Skyward Sword because I don't know that much about Skyward Sword. I never played it once. And it's the one I knew the very least about. And now that you tell me that it sucked. It wasn't my favorite. Now, of course, each Zelda game has its own pocket of fans who just really love a particular game that's why that's why there are people out there to this day who will defend tingle's treasure hunt um that was another deep sell to cut in case you didn't know shaf oh i thought that was like a i don't know like a porn title or something no no that's a real (laughs) game (laughs) it's a real zelda game um but it certainly wasn't my favorite but if you're curious about the Zelda timeline shop. This one takes place at the very tippity top. This is the Iron Man. If you were comparing it to the Marvel MCU timeline, Ugh. or uh, I guess whatever's the first the, Captain Marvel. I it is know, impossible whatever. to keep track of the timeline of Legends of Zelda. Give me a break. That's ridiculous. Well, this is the Master Sword. There's a, like a being that's like, I'm going to be your companion uh, Link. Oh, I turned into the Master Sword. And every time you get the Master Sword in any other game, you're really playing with Link's companion. And you, I said what I said. Oh, dang. <laughs> All right, moving on, because we only got so much time, Shaf. The one game they announced that I was that I was like, okay, I could get into this is Mario Golf Super Rush. Shaf, you know I likes me a Mario Golf game. I actually did not know uh, that about I, you. Oh, you did not. Oh, well, I, I, here's a, here's a mind-blowing fact about me, Shop. I quite enjoy golf. Uh, I just don't enjoy playing it IRL. Oh, okay. But I do enjoy golf games. I don't know. It's just something relaxing about it. But anyway, we're getting a new Mario Golf Super Rush coming out. I'm just going to blow through these. We got a, a first look at uh, a Mario-themed items coming to Animal Crossing, which I know you want to talk about, and I'll give you your minute in just a minute. <laughs> Fall Guys is coming to Nintendo Switch off. Um, we're getting new fighters for Smash Brothers Ultimate. Pyra and Martha from Xenoblade Chronicles, whoop-de-doo, are coming. Uh, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, is getting an expansion pass. The Outer Wilds is coming to Switch. That's a game I, I do want to play. That actually. game looks really Probably interesting. I the, Of all the games, that's the one that I thought was the most interesting that they talked about. Yeah, that game's been on my list for a while. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I don't know that I'll play it on the Switch, but I do want to get to it one of these days. Um, Famicom Detective Club is coming, whatever that is. Uh, no More Heroes 3 coming out monster hunters rise uh stubs the zombie is getting a remaster neon white is a first person action platformer developed by the creator of donut country great uh plants vs zombie <laughs> battle for neighborville great uh plants vs zombies battle for neighborville is coming uh project triangle strategy an rpg um similar to octopath traveler but that's coming out. Star Wars Hunters. 
which that they pretty much they didn't give you any info on this game. They're just like Star Wars Hunters is coming true. out. Uh, but it's a, it's a shooter game, and it's squad-based, and that's all we really know. Oh, and it takes place in between the events of Episode uh, 4 and Episode no. 5. No, sorry, Episode uh, 6 yeah. and 7. I'm drunk. <laughs> Knockout City as uh, an online-based dodgeball game. Fantastic. you telling me you couldn't have licensed out the dodgeball characters? I would be much rather play the, the Ben Stiller character. This is my team blade. Laser. Blazer. <laughs> Come on. That's that's gold. Um, World's End Club arrives on Nintendo Switch May 28th. Hades is getting a physical release, and so is Ninja Gaiden, the Master Collection. But what we really you know, want to talk about... The last time I played Hades, we... I, I absolutely had a physical release. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you pooped. Yeah, yeah, basically. That makes sense. <laughs> You've been known to poop shop. <laughs> you have famously huge turds. Uh, but tell us, tell us what I know you're dying to talk about, Shaf. That Mario update for Animal Crossing. That's right. Uh, Animal Crossing and Mario are having a baby, and that baby is going to be an update that comes out on February 25th. Uh, and it's a bunch of Mario themed items. So they're gonna. Sk- it, it, they're gonna have the signature costumes for Mario and Luigi. I even saw Wario in the little video, so you can dress up like Wario. Hopefully, you can dress up like Waluigi as well, but I cannot ver- verify that. Um, there's Bowser flags and and question blocks, and uh, you know, uh, coins and warp yeah, pipes. warp pipes. That's probably one of the coolest things. And I think the most practical thing is the ability to travel from one side of your island to another by via warp pipe like that's pretty cool like if you've got two areas yeah, i mean it beats running around the whole island yeah for sure <laughs> for sure um i mean it seems cute it definitely doesn't really fit the aesthetic of the game so if you're like trying to like really convey like this is a an island oasis or this is a forest blah 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 like it doesn't really line up with that stuff. So it's, it's very specific and it's visual aesthetic, but um, I think it's a fun thing to do. I guess they've brought Mario items in every previous game. So this is no exception now. Um, But you know, if you want mushrooms or one ups or question blocks or princess peach outfits or whatever, it's all going to be available in the game. Um, And it's, it's, it's on, it's going to be available like in the, uh, the nook shop, and it seems like you have to pay for pretty much everything. So that part sucks. Of course, right? Of course. That's how they get you, that Tom Nook. <laughs> Capitalist pig! But yeah, today is the 18th, so basically, uh, what, uh, uh, like a week from now? Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Is this update enough to get you to turn on your Nintendo Switch and actually boot up Animal Crossing Well, we still play it from time to time. We did not play it for the most recent event, Festival. We missed that one. Um, That was just a couple days ago. But... uh, but I, I think we would. I think we would play it to to get that back in there. Honestly, uh, Sarah plays it more than I do. She plays uh, Animal Crossing way more than I do right now. So, uh, but even still, I think we're both tired of villagers giving us like a hard time when we start playing again. 
Like they'll come up to us. Oh, chef, where have you chef, been? Where have you been? It's been two months. Is everything okay? Are you upset with me? What, what did I say? It was wrong. I'll fix it. I'll be better next time. And like, I just don't need that guilt trip. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, Raymond. <laughs> like, if I don't want to play for a couple months, the game shouldn't shame me for it. That's the worst part about this game is that it shames you for not playing it regularly. I I can't even remember the last time I played <laughs> my Animal Crossing. I just hit that wall and have not gone back to it. And I can tell you, I'm probably not going to go back to it for this. Not until they let me start a new island. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Let me start a new island. That's what I want. Multiple saves. You hear me, uh, Bowser? And not King Koopa. I'm talking about the new president of uh, Nintendo of America, Doug Bowser. Do you hear me, Doug? Friend of the show. Doug Friend Bowser. of the show. <laughs> all right well you know what uh i think that's enough enough news for right now i i think what we should do shop let's take a quick break let's tell these guys where they can find us on social media i'll go drink some water and eat some crackers and then when we get back we're gonna talk about super mario 3d world slash bowser's a furry on the nintendo switch <laughs> Hey gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shop celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geekgasm, oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We've got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. That's right, we're back. And we are talking about the new Nintendo Switch title, Super Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury. But we like to call Bowser's a furry. So um, <laughs> it's two games in one. Uh, they're both co-op uh, compatible. So you can play them uh, with, uh, with a friend, uh, maybe a loved one, maybe a friend with benefits. You could play it with them too. Um, but the options are are vast. And in the first game, uh, you get some choices. You get to play as Mario, Luigi, Toad, or Peach. And in Mario, uh, in uh, Bowser's Fury, you get to play as either Mario or Bowser Jr., which is kind of cool. Um, now, Wonder Rob, you have a better understanding and knowledge of the history of these remasters. This game came out previously on... Was it the Wii or the Wii U? It was the Wii U, my okay. friend. It's actually the second in the 3D uh, universe, I guess. The first one was called Super Mario 3D Land. That came out on the Nintendo 3DS, oh. shop, I think uh, 2011. And then they made a sequel to that game, Super Mario 3D World, which came out in 2013 on the Wii U. I see, I see. Now... You since you've you've played the previous versions of these games, right? You've played 3D Land, you played 3D World when they first came out. Yes, sir. 
does this game just feel like the same game or does it feel better? It feels like the exact same game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's I now keep in mind, Super Mario 3D World came out in 2013. So, of course, it's been a few years since I've played this game, but certain aspects of the game really stuck out to me. Uh, focusing mainly on the 3D world part, not Bowser Safari, um, which is a new game, which we all know. The things, like the memories of the game that really stuck out to me in the past when I would think about this game would be, of course, uh, first and foremost, whose bright idea was it to give Mario a cat (laughs) power-up? I feel like they were really running out of ideas for power-ups. Yeah. What if you use a cat? I like people like cats. Make them a cat. And then now Mario's running around on all fours, uh, putting his little butt up in the air and licking his hands. And worst worst of all, clearing the stages and making cat noises. <laughs> Meow is my best impression of Mario making a cat noise. Um, of course, I guess it has its benefits. You can climb walls. Uh, you can slash at enemies uh, who, coincidentally, are also cat-themed. Uh, they all turned into cats. So that that was my big memory of the game. And also, not as weird, but something I actually really liked. And I'm sure you ran into this, depending on how far you got into the game shop. But there, there's an item, uh, the double cherries. I haven't, no. I really like the double cherries. Well, I know the double cherries from Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. And correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it create a duplicate version of yourself that walks in the opposite direction? Like whatever directional, you know, way that you move, it's going to do the opposite of that. So, yes and no. Uh, I would like to point out that Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker started in Super Mario 3D World, Shaf, as a a little side games, uh, which initially was as uh, a Legend of Zelda game that they had pitched. They wanted to do uh, Toon Link, or just Baby Link, do, uh, running around these little like diorama levels, but they didn't like it. Um, with the main aspect of, co- of course, Toad not being able to jump in those levels, and so the thought process was Link never jumps, or at least at that time, so to have Link go through these little, uh. these little levels. But the idea didn't pass, but they said, why don't you try the idea with Toad? And the, the logic behind Toad not jumping in the game, they're like, well, just put a backpack on him. It's too heavy. He can't jump. And that's how he became Captain Toad. Little, a little trivia for you there, Shaf. And then that, that game got enough positive reaction, or those mini games within the game got enough positive reaction that they made it its own game, which is Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. So a little trivia, just in case you're ever on Jeopardy, Shaf. Um... <laughs> But in this game, getting back to it, at least within this game, the the double cherries, they don't make Mario go into opposite directions. It just splits. Now you have two Marios, and then you get another double cherry, and you have three Marios, and you get another double cherry, you have four Marios. Uh, And puzzles in the game where you need to have four or five Marios in order to get the green stars. How do you you control them all individually? Or they just all go in the same direction that you're going. Uh, so if I'm pointing one way, they're all going that way. If I'm going the other way, they're all going that way. But there's like little blocks in the level, right, where I can like maybe 
let Mario go, one Mario go around the corner while the other three Marios are stuck behind a corner. And now they're all separated. But I going see. In the same okay. Way. It's the best okay. way I can describe okay. it. Um, but that was my, probably my favorite mechanic of the Super Mario 3D world. Now I'm curious to hear, uh, talking about Super Mario 3D world, how far did you get in this? Um, game? I beat the first, uh, dungeon, I guess the first Bowser battle. Um, I, I, I got as far okay. as, uh, as clearing all those levels, um, getting all of the hidden, uh, the hidden stars, right? There were stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three star, three green stars in each level. And there's also like yeah. a stamp. The stamp thing was, I thought was kind of cute. Like the idea that you would like fill out like a stamp card or something like that. And it would change color. <clears throat> like that was cute to me. So the completionist part of me was like, oh, I kind of want to do that. So I made sure to do that with all the levels. Um, and I try to get all the stars and all the levels, except that first world when you're on the back of that one, like dinosaur, that mm-hmm. is, a, that dinosaur is hard to control. Like in the water when you're, are oh, you talking about when you're sliding yeah, down like uh, the yeah. river or whatever I it is? Like, I, yeah. I, I said to myself, I'm like, I'm not going to worry about getting all the stars in that particular one. I'm like, that doesn't seem fun at all uh to have to keep doing that over and over because i don't like levels where you can't go back like that's a level where you can't go back you have to just start over if you didn't catch them all or something like that so um so but i I got through to the end where you face off against bowser on he's on like a convertible his little car that is the yeah, weird, weird that little is car the that he drives boss battle i think i've done in a while with with bowser i was like this is why is he moving so slow and like it was not complicated, <laughs> like it wasn't difficult at all to take him down. Like there was no um, challenge. There was no challenge to taking down Bowser in that particular thing. Like now, you say it was a weird boss fight, but was it weirder than a fifty-foot Bowser uh, that you fight with a fifty-foot Mario dressed as a cat? Well, see, I preferred that because it felt like um, it felt like a kaiju battle or something. You know, it felt like Godzilla versus Kong or something. You know. Um, <laughs> Godzilla versus Barkley. Where's that basketball? <laughs> Godzilla, you're terrible. You're terrible at basketball. Absolutely terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I much prefer the boss battles, like the kind of the looming threat of the furious Bowser, Bowser Fury, or Bowser's Fury, or Bowser's a furry. Like that was much cooler because you didn't know when he was going to strike again. And so you would be playing your, your missions and then the wind would start to pick up and you'd be like, oh crap, here he comes. So then you got to like plan ahead. And I remember the first time that happened, I wasn't prepared for it. I had no idea what was going on. I was like, oh, the weather's changing. And I was, I happened to be in an area where there were those multicolored cats just kind of like hanging around and I was in a cat suit. Yeah. And so they were really friendly with me while I was before the whole Bowser's Fury thing kicked off. And they were like coming up to me and they were like meowing at me and stuff. And I, I was like, first of all, what is your purpose? Why are you guys in this level? Like you don't, there doesn't seem to be much to do with you guys. Um, and then it quickly changed and I didn't notice them at first, but they had changed their look too. Now they were like cat demons of some kind with like purple glowing energy around them. And, uh, and they like, they came at me and I was like, what the fuck? I, I wasn't prepared for them to suddenly be my enemies and <laughs> never trust yeah. cats. I've said it before. I'll say I've it again. That Do not I've trust learned not cats. to trust a cat. 
um, yeah, no, it's, uh, but the game itself was, I thought really, really cool. Um, I got much further in Bowser's Fury than I did in 3d worlds. I got to like 25 shines, uh, found or whatever in, uh, in Bowser's Fury. Okay. Well, let's talk about Bowser's Fury. So it's an add on, uh, it's an, it's, uh, the incentive for you to buy this game again, for them to charge a full $60 for this game. So it's an, it's more of an open world type game. It almost feels like an experiment. Like they're like, what if we did an open world Mario game? It's sort of like the the vibe that I got. But you, just like always, Bowser, uh, you know, he comes to town and he's starting trouble. Except this time he's like 50 feet tall. I don't really know why. <laughs> if there was an explanation for that, I, just, I missed it. <laughs> but, but he's 50 feet tall in this. Um, and... You're you're in this open area that has all these little islands with these uh, these um, oh shoot what are they called light towers lighthouses lighthouses I don't know why I couldn't think of that term probably the wine and each little area gives you an objective and it just just enough of a hint to tell you what to do like within the title of the objective and then you can take it from there you've played a Mario game you can figure it out. And then when you clear the objective, which is collecting the cat shine, then you leave the area and come back. And it's like, we got another objective for you. And and the, the island or the little area is mostly the same, but it's changed just enough. So now you're going in a new direction or a new completely new objective. Um, and just like you said, Shaf, there's a looming Bowser in the distance uh, just just floating in this pile of goop. He's just in his shell, and he's just spinning in slow circles. And before you know it, he's spinning really fast, and day turns to night, and there is a giant Bowser raining hellfire on you for about five minutes, shooting fire breath at you from across the level. And eventually you can fight him, but I didn't. that didn't click for me that I could fight him. What was what? How I was playing it, Shaf, was I realized one time where Bowser was attacking, Bowser's fury was happening, and I cleared the shine, and the shine goes to the the lighthouse, and the lighthouse shines its light on Bowser, and you see a little health yes. bar on him, and he goes, "Oh light, uh, hey light," <laughs> and he and he goes away, and I thought, "Oh okay, I'm supposed to be." shining the light on him that's how this how i'm taking care of bowser so like i would clear the level up to a point where the shine would appear and then i would just put the <laughs> controller down and wait for nighttime to come oh man like 10 minutes and then it would come and i would grab the shine and it would shine on him but eventually I, you get so many shines that a giant cat item the bell unlocks and it shows you it unlocking. It like, it rings and it does a real deep meow voice. And I and I must have seen that cutscene where the the giant cat bell is revealed at least a dozen times before I f- realized that I could go get it. <laughs> and I was like, what a kind of an idiot am I? So I I ran over to the bell and I sat there and I waited until it became nighttime and then I grabbed it. 
and I only had to hit Bowser once because I'd spent so much time weakening his his health with the lights <laughs> that I finally beat him. And then it's like, now there's this whole other area to explore. And I was like, all right, all right. Um, so I cleared all the areas in the first part that you're in. So there's three light towers that have uh, five shines yes. each. And so I, I cleared all of those. And now I'm working on the second part, the second little island area. So I've unlocked the entire map. Um, so I've beaten him a few times. And uh, there's like a, a sunken ship that raises at one point after you've beaten him a few times. And then it opens up the final area. Um, so I think that the next time I face him, I think that's it. Granted, there are still plenty more shines to get. Um, just to get like a hundred percent completion, but I don't, I don't think I'm very far from the ending of like the Bowser's fury add on, which I makes me think that this is a really short expansion. Like, Oh yeah. That's what I've heard that. It's just like a tiny little thing. It's fun though. It's, I I like this format. I I think it works. I also like the aesthetic of, you know, I, I I know I've, I've poo pooed super Mario sunshine a lot. Um, when we reviewed Mm -hmm. it last time, but I know that the, some of the, like the design of like the trees and the islands and everything else is very much in line with the look of like the environment of super Mario sunshine. Um, and of course we have Bowser Jr. back and he was a character in Super Mario Sunshine. He was the villain of that story. And, um, and he's got his paintbrush again. So there's, there's, they're, they're taking bits and pieces from these various franchises and bringing it back into play. And, um, I I just think it works. I, I, I'm, I found myself really engaged with unlocking all of these shines and, and, you know, all the various challenges that, that would happen trying to find all those hidden cat, uh, icons or whatever they technique, whatever they were. Um, I, I was, I was enjoying myself. It was a good time. It was a good time. And facing off against Bowser is a big boss battle. Like that's fun. Now, let me ask you this. What, what did you think of the controls of this, this particular game? So, uh, I had a tough time getting used to him. I, and I'll explain why in a sec. But I'm curious if if you have any issues well, with the controls. What I felt was depending on what your power up is, that was going to determine like how easy the controls were. And I found that the cat controls sometimes were beneficial, and sometimes they were like kind of hurting uh, the movement around the island or the various islands. So I would switch my power ups to make it easier based on what I was moving. But I will say this during those big boss battles, when you're, when you're huge and, and you're facing off against the really large Bowser, the camera, the Bowser will like slide past you, uh, in his shell and you can't turn the camera fast enough. Like the camera moves at like a, a super sluggish pace. And I don't understand why it's doing that. Like I understand your characters moving a little bit slower, which wonder Rob and I have talked about before. We don't understand why people determine that really large things move slow. Like, um, they've done it on countless things when somebody like gets really large, like for instance, giant man, whenever giant man moves around 
in the MCU, he's always like his punches are like super slow and he's running in a really slow pace. Like everything looks slowed mm. down. It's not necessary. Like there's no reason why that would happen. So the, for the, whatever reason, the camera gets really kind of sluggish and, and almost like it's in tar, just like, just like Bowser is. I, I don't get it, but I'm, it sounds like you encountered that same thing. Yeah, I had a couple of issues that just took me some getting used to. The camera was one, in particular the speed, uh, and I did run into that issue that you were talking about when I fought Bowser the the one brief time that I did. I ended up going into the options, and you can adjust the camera sensitivity within the options, so I put it as sensitive as possible, and it still didn't feel that much better. Oh. Uh, it's like a little better, but it's not that. It's not as... It's not how I really want it to be. Like, usually in an open world game, I like to be able to whip the camera around and be like, just change on the whim. But the big thing that I was hap- that was really throwing me about the controls was it controls pretty much identical to Super Mario 3D World, the other part of the game, which is more of an isometric platformer. But my brain because this is an open world Mario game, my brain was shifting into Super Mario Odyssey. And I wanted to be able to like make those tight turns and do the triple jumps like in Super Mario Odyssey, but those aren't in this. Oh, okay, okay. And there were so many instances where I was trying, where I, I couldn't understand why the controls felt so weird. And then out of nowhere, it hit me. I was like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to play this like it's Super Mario Odyssey. And it just couldn't. And then once I sort of shifted my mind outside of that that mental framework, then, then I would get used to the controls a little bit more outside of the camera. But man, at first, I was just like, this is not, this does not feel like an open world Mario game to me. This feels like the, this feels like the other game that I was just playing. But just... I happen to get full control of the camera instead of only like three points where I can put the camera. Um, how do you feel about in Super Mario 3D World that isometric view? Do you think it works? Um, yeah, I kind of liked it. Uh, it was, I mean, I didn't feel like I was, it, it was um, confining at all. I felt like it, it just reminded me of, hmm, what did it remind me of? To me, it reminds me of the next step in, like, when they would make new new Super Mario Brothers or new Super Mario Brothers U, where they, it. it'd be just a new side-scrolling Super Mario game. Like, I think they should they should axe that format totally. And if they're going to make just a straight platforming Mario game in the style of the old ones, cut the old style out and just do it in this way. I think is a lot better. Oh, yeah. No, this was fun, and, and it, it provided a nice... Um, like there's, there's the depth to the, to the levels as well. And, um, the variety that's present in something like that. And I, I, I was really pleasantly surprised. I, I, as soon as I finished playing it, like the first time I was, when I was actually just playing 3d worlds or 3d world, I, um, I told Sarah, I was like, babe, you're going to really like this game. This game is fun. Like this game is fun. It's cute. Uh, I was like, you can dress up like a cat. And you know she has two cats. <laughs> Sold, she said. She didn't even finish listening and she, to she you. She watched me play for a little bit. I could dress up like a cat. And she was like, "Oh, this. I think. I think I would like this." So we, she hasn't had a chance to play it yet, but I have a feeling that she's going to enjoy it. And uh, I like the idea that she and I can play at the same time together. Like that's a really cool concept. 
because uh, that means you're working together to take down enemies and, and collect coins and whatever else. Like that part, I haven't been able to play yet with anybody else, but I think that you and I could even play together through an online um, option. Yeah, I was about to say that. I think that I think there is online multiplayer. So we this. should try that sometime. I didn't I didn't pay too much attention to it. Of course, because I'm just playing by myself. Like always. <laughs> but like that would be the first time that I can think <laughs> of that I could play a Mario game with somebody else um like online at the same time. I can't think of a previous game that I've been able to do that. Yeah, we might have to give that a shot. Give that a shot. I mean, o- overall I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the Bowser's Fury more than the 3D World, but only because I've played 3D World already. I mean, I beat that game, shoot, almost 10 years ago. So <laughs> it's just, like, it's fun. But it's like, you go back to a game that you've beaten, you've beaten it. It's fun, but it's just not the same anymore. You're not getting that first-time experience. And so that's I think that's why I'm enjoying Bowser's Fury a little bit more. And it's different. And I'm really interested in seeing if they take this Bowser's Fury idea and really develop it into like a full... I know open world is sort of cliche, but a full open world-style Mario game I think would be really cool. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, maybe that's what we're going to get next. Maybe that's going to be the next major Mario game. Who knows, <laughs> Shaf? Nobody but Sigido Miyamoto. The other thing I wanted to mention briefly about uh, Bowser's Fury is it's I I learned quickly that the level itself slightly changes and it gives you access to areas that you might not have been able to get to in if you want to compare it like light world, dark world kind of format. Um, And so it was it was cool that like from the problem solving uh, sort of challenge of getting from one point to another, the platforming aspect, it was cool that you had to sort of wait sometimes for Bowser to strike before you could actually, Oh yeah. Before you could actually get to areas or use it to your advantage. And sometimes like things would be blocked behind those Bowser like fury boxes. And so you'd have to like Mm -hmm. basically get in the line of fire of him so that he could spew his, his like whatever, like attack mode all over you and everything. His juice. Yeah, he could spew his juice all over he was your juice. box. <laughs> <laughs> so. Roar! Mario! <laughs> I got a new kink and, and I'm going to give it to you right now. <laughs> I do wish that Bowser's Fury was kind of a bigger game uh, than it is. I, 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 I don't like the fact that I've almost probably beaten it, but um, apparently there's a, a secret ending. So, oh yeah. Now my arch nemesis Vactor was the one who uh, brought this to our attention the other day, um, but uh, through Screen Rant there is a some information or like a walkthrough on how to get to a secret ending within this game. And uh, if my computer will load, here we go. Uh-uh. Uh, so you need to collect all hundred cat shines hidden in Lake Lapcat. Once the player has done this, they need to defeat Bow- Fury Bowser one final time at the Wasteland Gigabell region. If you find all 100 cat shines, uh, it's very challenging, apparently. But the final battle uh, will send players riding on the back of Plessy. Okay, that's that dinosaur. To avoid damage and dish mm-hmm. some out yourself. Uh, then you get a secret ending after you beat Fury Bowser. So um, I personally have nowhere near 100 cat shines, so it's going to take me a little while before I can get that. But... Uh, 
definitely I'm going to try and work towards it because I want to see that that secret ending, though. Shoot. A hundred catch shines. Oh, man. I think I only have like. Uh, I'm going like to be playing this 25? game for a while. I'm pretty far away. <laughs> I got. I, I'm not as far into the game as you. I definitely tried to split my time evenly between the two, but I, de- I definitely enjoyed Bowser's a Furry more. But I, I have all the shines from the first part, like the first section of the of the open world game. But, man, if there's 100, that's going to take forever. This already took me long enough just to get through this first part. Jeez. <laughs> But I'm up to the challenge after I play Immortals Phoenix Rising some more and then Hitman uh, 3 and then maybe The Outer Worlds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never (laughs) told you what I thought about Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh, excellent. So let's do it now. So secret bonus uh, (laughs) review at the end of the episode, Shaf told me to tell you, listeners, that he tried Immortals Phoenix Rising, so I'm interested in hearing this. Take well, it away, So Sean. on the eShop for Nintendo Switch, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising is like 40% off. It's a steal right now, and I think it might be that price for other, like the PlayStation Store or Xbox, um, whatever they're calling their thing. Um, I don't play an Xbox anytime <laughs> recently. <laughs> He's not an Xbox right. loser. But... Uh, they also had a demo available, so I decided to download the demo, get uh, a feel for what this game is like, because Wonder Rob loves this game. He loves talking about this game, and he, he every time he talks about it, he kind of wets my whistle, and I feel like I, I want to try it. So I downloaded the, the demo, and I got a chance to play it the other day, and I, first of all, loved the comedy, uh, the writing of it, and the dialogue between... Um, uh, Zeus, Zeus and, um, and Perseus. No, it's no. the guy who's chained to a boulder or something. Um, Theseus, Perseus. No, 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 no. Prometheus, Prometheus, uh, Prometheus. Yeah. Um, it, All the names sound the same. Yeah. It's easy and, to get and them Zeus mixed up. has just like this laid back personality, and he keeps changing the narrative. Like he's exaggerating the story and stuff. It's just funny. It's funny. Um, and the the combat was fun. The puzzles, like problem solving, was fun in the game. Flying around was fun with like the Icarus wings and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I will say this: I think that this game is probably better suited on a on a different system. I don't think that Switch is the way to go with this game. Why do you say that? I just every time as I was playing it, I kept thinking to myself, I feel like the graphics could be better. Well, it is on the Switch. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> if I'm going to play this, like, if the game interests me. So I'm already interested in the game. But to me, like, having better graphic quality over the ability to play it portably, I would much rather have, like, a better render than have it be something I could play in handheld mode. So, um, because I'm about to get like a, a really nice TV, you know, like I'd rather have a nice mm-hmm. system or at least a, a nice version of the game. I don't have a PS five yet. Apparently they're still pretty hard to find. Um, but that's the next on the agenda after I get the TV and whatnot. So, um, maybe I'll, I'll wait until I can get it on a really nice, you know, console or unless they have like the upgrade, the free upgrade to the PS five version. If I get the PS four version, that's a really good question. Let's see. 
Immortals, Phoenix with a Y, Rising, PS5 upgrade. Let's see. I will Sean. say this: I don't live in a place where uh, stuff is inaccessible, so I could easily get a physical copy of stuff now. I'm, I'm I don't have to. Uh, I can go to an actual store and get something. I don't have to worry about um, just getting a digital version of something. So that's that's a plus. It says right here, Immortals Phoenix Rising uh, does have a free PS5 upgrade. Brilliant. There we go. I'll have to get the PS4 version, and so, uh, and then when I get the PS5, then I'll be able to upgrade and play it that way. There you go. I think that's the way to do Sweet. it. I think that's Anyways, the way so to do it, Anyway, so that's my quick shot. review. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's everything that Wonder Rob says it is, and I love Greek mythology as well, so I recommend it as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying this game. It's it's a... Uh, there's been times this week where I was like, I want to play, I'm going to play Immortals Phoenix Rising, but then I remembered, oh, I'm reviewing Mario. All right, Immortals, next week it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of next week, uh, that's when you listeners are going to get another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, which means this episode is coming to a close. I'm so sorry. But I'll tell you what, if you're looking to find more of us, more of me, Wonder Rob, more of Shoff, more of our corrections department, let me tell you where you can find us. You can find Shoff on Instagram and Facebook at ShoffVO. That's S-H-O-F-F-V as in voice, O as in over, to follow his shenanigans, his uh, voiceover highlights, and uh, many uh, funny little nuggets of entertainment on his profiles. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Wonder Rob. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. You can follow our corrections department on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Vibbert. That's Mark with a C. M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. If you have any suggestions for topics that you want us to talk about, you want us to, to send us comic book recommendations, or shoot, if you want to get our, our uh, mailing information so you can send us some comic books to talk about, like Shaf's Arch Nemesis of Actor, why don't you reach out to us at geekso2speakpodcast at gmail.com. If you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button. It helps us. Uh, you are our podcast fluffers. I told you at the top of the episode. Tell your friends. Make it a thing. Uh, tell tell your friends that Geek So To Speak Tuesdays is a thing. And that's when you and your friends sit down together. Uh, you get yourself a splitter. You go to Radio Shack. You get yourself a splitter so you can plug in two headphone jacks and you both listen to us. <laughs> Geek So To Speak podcast. It's uh, the perfect couples therapy if you ask me. And uh, you're welcome. Any final words, Shaf, before we get the heck out of here? Um, meow. Oh, geez, Louise, pepper cheese. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough of that, Shaf. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we will see you next week for our review of the series premiere of the new CW show, Superman and Lois. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Have a good one, everybody. Take care. Swear to God, if I never see Mario in a cat suit again, the day will not come soon enough. You guys are fucking lame. (laughs) Welcome to the Mario Party. Let's 
let's go It's your boy M-A-O To the I to the O Welcome you to my biggest fucking house up in the hills You can get through the gate if you got the dollar bills Throwing a Mario Party and your ass got invited Ain't no need to worry or get overexcited This ain't the kids Mario Party playing games up in a car Dancing, fucking, getting drunk up in my bar All my friends and all my enemies have Sonic's doing blow so he be running Peach is looking fly all in her dress Mega Man's having a washer dryer threesome, what a mess It's a Mario Party, baby Nintendo boys going crazy Everybody's getting smashed and then we're gonna smash As long as Bowser doesn't clean up all the ladies Now my bro Luigi, he never allowed Head in the cloud, wonder what the fool doing now It's me, Luigi, my invitation must have gotten lost in the mail Damn, this party's harder than a club Pikachu electrocuting players in the tub Crash Bandicoot getting crunk on apple juice Forget about all of your worries cause the Goombas getting loose Back to the old school Pong paddles Talking about the roof of the paddles Take a hit from a chain chomp mouth Sort of a delicate process, you could easily go south Croft raiding tombs, if by tombs you mean the bruise Players taking shots off Professor Layton's clue Best part about the party is the lack of bros And I'm talking about the one who just put green up on my clothes It's a Mario party, baby The smoking on crew's getting hazy The controls on cruise and the booze are drinking booze And if I try to hit on Sabbath, you will slay me I ain't expecting any guests Must be the hundred thousand pizzas I'm impressed Tipping the guy a hundred for thirty minutes or less Here we go, open the door and oh fuck Hey bro, it's me, Luigi is here Now the party can finally start for real Ooh, well I think I'll turn in for the night It's getting pretty late, almost 7.45 Hey everybody, I'm throwing a party and everyone here is invited Sonic is ready to bring all the bodies around on my pad expedited Everyone's coming so quit all your bumming about Luigi, he's a dope So jump in this pipe cause I'm wanting tonight, holy shit, I did too much coke Yeah.